People are very familiar with the live concert, but what about the digital concert? Could you actually make a career for yourself by performing through Twitch's new online streaming service? Alright, so you're a music artist with plans to take over the world, huh? Yeah, duh. That's why I'm here. Well, you've come to the right place. Let's go! Welcome to the I Am Northbound Podcast. Podcast. Your guide to dominating the new music industry. So Twitch, the gaming platform, have announced that they're actually they've actually built their own video game. For the first time ever, Twitch's first ever video game is a free karaoke title built for live streaming. Now, the reason that this catches my interest is the fact that um, there's so much going on in the music industry all the time. But whenever I see an opportunity for anything to do with music, you've got to consider it, right? Now, I understand that you know when something like this comes up. A lot of music artists, if it doesn't align directly with what they do, they'll uh, dismiss it straight away. If you're a type of artist that, you know, you perform a certain way and, you know, there isn't something that comes out that perfectly aligns with what you're doing, you know, you could easily hear something like this and go, oh, it just sounds like karaoke. I'm getting rid of it. Uh, But it's the music artists that try to, you know, hear about and are open to, you know, suggestions of new ideas that other people have brought into the industry. If you're open to hearing them, and then able to, uh, finding a way to twist them and shape them into actually being able to help you. I mean, that's what's going to help you. It's the music artists that can do that that actually see the big results. Like for example, um, I mean, I got into. I can tell you now. Actually, uh, years ago, I put up a Facebook ad to a just a live presentation I was running, and I was talking about how good Instagram is and how. You know, it's a fantastic platform for music artists. And at that time, it was even better. I mean, you know, social networks always kind of fall off because the algorithms change and they make them harder. Then usually when social platforms emerge, uh, you know, they want it to work for the people on the platform. So they give you extra exposure and extra reach. That's why you should always be looking for new things when they come out. But anyway, I was talking about how good Instagram was. And a guy left a comment and said, no, Instagram sucks. You have no idea what you're talking about. you know, pretty much calling me an idiot and saying that I had no idea about anything and that, you know, Instagram was a terrible platform for musicians. And I was like, okay, like, cool. I mean, I'm being very (laughs) gentle about it because I I, I don't want to start an argument with a guy, especially while representing a brand. I mean, he said, I said, like, can you let me know what is a better platform then? Like if, if, if Instagram's no good, how can, uh, you know, how can music artists get their music heard? And his suggestion was Facebook. Now, I said to him, are you aware that Facebook have ended uh, any form of organic reach? So, that means that any platform, uh, you know, if you've got a page, you're not going to be seen by barely anyone. Uh, it's not really worth it. Instagram, on the other hand, has fantastic exposure, has fantastic reach. You should really be on that platform using it. And his response was, Instagram sucks because your videos, uh, first of all, you have to upload a video rather than audio. Okay. And second of all, it only allows 60 seconds. He's like, how am I going to get people to, uh, how can people listen to my whole songs if they, you know, because my music goes for longer than 60 seconds. And I just realized at that point, it was going to be way too hard to convince this guy who in every response got angrier and angrier. and wanted to fight with me more and more. I could never get through to him that just because the platform doesn't suit you, as in like it might not seem it on the surface, doesn't mean it can't be used to your advantage to see big results. And that's what my whole thing is built about. I'm I built on, sorry. And I, I really think that if you're listening to my podcast now, you're obviously familiar with what I've done in the past. If you're not, welcome. Fantastic to have you here. But I can tell you, I'm all about trying to find ways for music artists to stand out through um, through platforms or through opportunities that may not seem like they align 
at first, okay? Like, for example, on Vine, Vine came out and it was six second videos. Now, do you think music artists should never go on Vine when it first, I mean, don't go on it now, it's dead, isn't it? Uh, but if you, if, when, if that came out, do you think it was, a, um, you know, when that came out, so do you think that was a, a platform that music artists shouldn't have gone on because everyone's songs are longer than six seconds? No, because there were people that went on there and found a way to be entertaining and, and like uh, streamline their music and uh, intertwine it throughout uh, a small, short six second video. And they found their own exposure through that. And then from that, that was able to provide an access point to lead people like a gateway into their music, onto their listen path and start their journey toward becoming a true fan. Now that is just a fantastic um, way of seeing opportunity and being able to build on that. So when stuff like this comes around, like Twitch, for example, this new Twitch sings, as they're calling it, it might be a fantastic opportunity for you to jump on. Now I'm not here to tell you whether it is or whether it isn't. I've just read this one article that said came out today from The Verge. Um, I might have come out a few days ago, whatever. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's just something new at the beginning, but it's something to keep on your radar and just be asking yourself, how do I find a way to wrap my music up into a package that suits what people on this platform are going to be looking for? Now, I don't know much about uh, what Twitch's plans are for the future for this uh, this game that they brought out. It's so strange. I, I don't know the words for it because it is a game, but it's like a streaming game. So it's kind of something new altogether, but it's meant to be a representation of a digital live concert. Okay. You go on there and you can sing through your webcam and you can do live performances and you can play to people. Now it looks like it's uh, built on karaoke, but I don't think that they are uh, that I mean I would assume that they wouldn't just limit it to that I'm assuming that you could be able to perform your own music on there because why would they want to limit the platform like that but I mean it's it's an interesting opportunity here right okay so I'll read you a bit about it so you can uh, understand exactly what's going on so they've said that Twitch started as a license a live casting platform sorry and then shifted to one more orient- uh, oriented towards game streaming but it's also been a place to find experimental efforts that take advantage of the live nature of the platform alongside its array of competitive shooters and other esports fans. So, for example, um, back in the day, Twitch did this thing called Twitch Plays Pokemon. And I remember this years ago. I remember watching it live. Uh, They made a, like a, I don't know, some software or code application or whatever, and made it so that anyone in chat could type in a command and it would go into the game and it would do it. So, um, if you wrote in chat, right, it would press the right button on the Game Boy and the character would move right on the screen. Now, it sounds pretty simple, but when you have, what, 20,000, 30,000, 40,000 people in there all spamming everything, <laughs> directions, it was absolute chaos. This like this uh, player was going everywhere. It was impossible. And it made people think there is no way that they're going to actually beat the game, especially when this many people are trying to uh, put their commands in. And a lot of people were just trying to sabotage it. They weren't all working toward the common goal. But then I think they implemented a slight change that made it so that uh, if you collected like an average, I think, of what people were saying and did that. And eventually they ended up beating it. It was crazy. I mean, it's just like absolutely uh, uh, no one ever thought they would. And it did. And I think I think since then they realized the power of um, audience uh participation. I was going to say commitment, but that's the same. That's another thing too. Obviously that as well. Um, But yeah, so we're looking at audience participation and from that Twitch started, I mean, I don't think 
Twitch didn't really implement it from the beginning, but I remember that there were people, you know, who were gamers that would go on live stream, but they wouldn't actually be playing anything. They'd just come online to talk to their, uh, you know, their fans and followers or their community. And, uh, you know, maybe they're on the road and they don't have their PC, like gaming PC with them or anything like PlayStation or whatever to play. Um, so what they do is they jump on live stream in their hotel room and just chat to people. And I think from that Twitch, I remember back in the day, this is taking me back now, but I remember Twitch got a bit annoyed saying, you've got to be playing a game on your stream. But then eventually they implemented this section called IRL, which is just normal now. If you go on Twitch, you'll see it easily. But there are in real life streams that people aren't even playing games. They just go on there to live stream. So, I mean, this is obviously the next step forward from that. They're thinking, how can they bring more audience participation? There actually is a segment on there for music. There's another one for like talk shows. But I mean, they're really trying to get live stream happening for music artists which is really cool i mean it's good to see people are looking out for that but the problem is is that it's not ideal it's not like they've set this up to just be a digital concert where you watch live music and it's like everything perfect for the core beliefs and the um you know the values of a music artist the core um and desires i would say you know for a music artist uh it's not it's not really like that they've kind of made this bridge to be kind of an awkward one it, it seems a lot like they've taken the model of you know american idol you know it's 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 not your original music you're singing karaoke songs um to you know to to your audience which kind of comes across a little bit like one of those talent shows which is not really what you want but that doesn't mean you can't be using it to your advantage because as with anything i remember my very first podcast episode i ever put up and you don't go back looking through this list trying to find it because it wasn't on this podcast it was when i did another one couple of years ago now i think maybe it was the first or second episode it was the second episode uh and it was about the fact that facebook were about to launch facebook watch this is that new video program that is out now and uh, people are seeing huge results on it and i was saying inside that episode that it's a huge opportunity and you should definitely be taking advantage of it because you know when they launch new things the platform wants people to succeed on them this is what i was saying before the algorithms the reason they do this is because they want people to succeed there is no point in facebook bringing out facebook watch if content creators aren't attracted to it because they will just if say for example it was worse than youtube why would they ever want to go on facebook watch if it was worse than youtube they'll just go on youtube right and obviously facebook don't want that they want people to come to their platform so what do they do they give people what they want which is you know um extended reach and extended exposure so uh so i was saying get on that early and start creating content for that because you will be rewarded with free exposure there's no uh limiting suffocating or constricting algorithm so you get in that platform at the time uh go and take advantage of it while it's there now this is the same thing with twitch things i would assume that from the very beginning when it launches uh it's going to be um it's really going to favor the music artists who get on it and uh, start really using it to their advantage. Now, obviously, if you're going on it, you're going to be saying to your fan base, come and watch me perform here and you're going to bring more people to Twitch. So they obviously want it to work for you, okay? So it says here, Twitch Sings unites the fun and energy of being at a live show with the boundless creativity of streamers to make an amazing shared interactive performance, reads a statement from Joel Wade, the game's executive producer. Many games are made better on Twitch, but we believe there is a huge opportunity for those that are designed with streaming and audience participation at their core. Now, as I was saying before, they're really trying to look into how to involve people that are actually watching the show altogether. 
So the company says that Twitch Sings, sorry, the company said the company says that Twitch Sings, the company says that Twitch Sings has a go live button to immediately begin broadcasting a play session. There are audience features like cheering with emotes, uh, or emo- emotes, how do you say that word, emotes, uh, visual, uh, so virtual ovations, and the ability to vote to determine the next song in the queue, plus ways for the audience to challenge a player like removing the lyrics to a track or singing in silly voices. You can have uh, customizable avatars or a live camera feed if you prefer, and there are solo and duet options for players to sing with friends, other streamers, or even audience members live. Now, I know that sounds good on paper, but that last one sounds like an absolute disaster getting people on to sing live with you. You can just imagine people screaming into their microphones to make as much noise as possible, and that will happen. Uh, we haven't yet, uh, go- so we haven't got no chance to try the game ourselves, but here are some, and the, they display some images, which you obviously can't see if you're uh, listening to the podcast, but I mean, I'm going to start recording these as videos as well, and I think I'll start showing the article on the screen so you can uh, check it out as I read through it and see any photos and that kind of thing. So it says here that interestingly Twitch will, uh, tri- sorry, Twitch says Twitch says that it will, uh, Twitch says it will launch the game with a library of thousands of popular karaoke classics with more being added to the catalog every week. It's not clear how Twitch is licensing this music but it may be similar to how karaoke lounges, bars and other live venues do so which is usually through licensing organizations, blah 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 blah. Uh, so then they asked Twitch how they're going to get the tracks for licensing and they weren't available for comments. So, uh, yeah. And then it goes on about copywriting and music and that kind of thing, which I mean, is a whole nother episode for a whole nother day about that. But I mean, then again, I don't need to talk about that stuff. It's kind of boring, but regardless, this platform looks like it's going to be okay. Now, um, as I said, it might sound like something that people would be like, oh, really? I have to go on and like, uh, you know, if you take yourself seriously, and then you go on a platform like this and people are like donating for you to sing in funny voices and stuff. It might feel like it's kind of uh, taken the dignity out of the art. But I mean, it's the way you go about executing it. Okay. It's the way you go about um, actually carrying on, like carrying through with it or however people, uh, it's the way you go about it. So you don't want it to turn into something of like a platform for humiliation, obviously, but it's the music artists that can find that real human relatability that are the ones that are dominating this new music industry. Um, now, I, every episode, I give a shameless plug to my book that's coming out, which is The Four Dimensional Songwriter. And I can say right now, it is finally done. I'm uh, I'm getting it read through once by a family member who's going to check, make sure I haven't missed any uh really obvious mistakes or anything like that and then we are looking at getting it printed which is so exciting and so cool and I know I've said it for months now but it took me a while it took me all this time to realize how much work goes into writing a book I said I think back when I was on the second draft um I said that you know it, we're almost done but the thing is, is that I'm now on my sixth draft it's I went through it a million times and I mean it, you know, obviously, if it takes a couple of months extra to come out, but it's like 10 times better than, you know, those months don't really matter, right? But anyway, inside that book, um, I know you're absolutely going to love it. All the changes they made, it's been fantastic. I ended up rewriting a whole bunch of it too, just to add more value. Uh, but anyway, inside that book, sorry, I talk about the fact that connection b- makes people become true fans, okay? If you just want people to like your music, you can be really good at what you do, sure. Like if you want to be the best and you just want to keep writing better songs, you people will like you because you are good. But if you want people to become diehard true fans and that doesn't you know that doesn't need you to have to write the best music in the world to get them there it's just about being real and being human and building connection with your audience now obviously the whole book talks about how to build that connection uh, but this is one of those things right I feel like Twitch Sings is one of those things if you can go on there and 
live streaming is a ridiculous platform that I just don't think music artists are taking full advantage of yet uh, because you might just assume that like, oh, I'll go on there and play for my you know followers and yeah, sure. But just hanging out and chatting to them and like letting them get to know you, that's that does more than your music. Well, like that will build more connection than, you know, going on and playing a few songs here and there. But something like Twitch, uh, Twitch, Twitch Sings will do that really well too. Like Twitch Sings is going to be, so it's going to be great. And I think that if you go on there and can laugh at yourself and sing funny karaoke songs and uh, do that kind of thing, I, I really think it's going to bring big returns for the music artists that truly embrace it. Now, obviously the question might be, oh, well, you know, like what's the point of going on there and singing cover songs if I want to push people toward an original? But I mean- this is where you need to be thinking outside of the box a bit. I, like there are so many music artists out there who have seen huge, huge growth on YouTube because they started performing covers in the in the beginning. They 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 found out people liked cover cover music and they found out people like cover music. Sorry, found out people like cover music. Went on there, played to them, gave them what they wanted, gave them the cover, but then wrapped their music up in that package as I talk about. Like give them what they want, but when they open it, your music's in there, and directed them to originals and that kind of thing or what they do after now you might be thinking oh well who who has gotten famous using that strategy and i mean there have been countless people i could list a few and you might not know them or you might because some of them are a little underground but the biggest one you know is justin bieber like he started playing cover versions uh of different songs on acoustic guitar or whatever in his lounge room and that's how he found his success and i mean he's what one of the arguably one of the biggest uh pop artists whatever, right? So it's crazy. This can really work to your favor. Now, I'm not promising you that if you just go on here and do this, that you'll be the next Justin Bieber, but you could be. Who knows, right? You never know unless you actually give it a go because no results are going to come from boycotting a platform just because you don't see how it can work for you. Um, But I mean, the opportunity here looks pretty crazy. So, I mean, I'm seeing pictures of them now and they've got little funny setups where you can set up a green screen and, you know, and your webcam or whatever, and then just be on stage playing piano while you're singing. So, you know, that looks pretty funny. But I mean, that's what's going to build connection. Now, live streaming, as I was saying before, is super important because it allows people to feel like they know you. Now, if you think of your favorite music artist of all time, you probably know a lot about them as people, right? And if you met them, it would be that really weird thing where they don't know you at all. They're just meeting you for the first time, but you feel like you're catching up with an old friend. It's a really, it's one of the strangest like most imbalanced type of relationships you'll come across in the music industry. Uh, sorry, in life, I mean, but it, it just happens to occur within the music industry. But that type of relationship is built through exposure to who people are as humans. Now, your favorite artists, like, I mean, if you're old like I am, which is 30, but whatever, you know what I'm saying? If you've grown up with uh, without social media around, your favorite artists had to find a way to do that without being present on social media. And that was way harder. Now it's easier because we've got live streams. We've got stories. We've got, you know, posts that make it seem like you're right there with them. Okay. You can be in their pocket on their, like they can pull their phone out and just see you. Like you couldn't do that 10 years ago. Um, like you can now at least. But now with live streams, you can chat, you can interact with people, you can get to know them and they can really feel like, they matter to you. And that's how people become true fans. That's why if you just study anyone on Twitch and find out the commitment level of their fan base, it is crazy. They're all like the most diehard fans of these like gamers, which is a hot, I'll do that on another episode. I'll talk about why their, why their connection has grown so much and what you can learn from that. But I mean, they've built crazy audiences on there because live streaming matters. It brings people together and it makes people develop like a real true commitment to that. I was going to say artist, but you know what I mean? Like, Gaming's not really an art, right? 
I hope I didn't make gamers mad by saying that. But you know what I'm saying? So they've actually built a way to make people not just want to come and watch them, but like routinely watch them, like habit forming watching, like make it like an addiction to turn on their stream every day and they have to spend time and be noticed by their favorite streamers. You can do the same thing by bringing the music industry into that. And then you don't have to play games, so to speak. This is a game technically, but you don't have to play games like Twitch streamers, but you can be building your own audience by people that like you as a person. Really, really cool thing. And there's one more photo here that I'm seeing that looks like, uh, how unprofessional, my phone went off. Um, it looks like you can uh, collaborate with other streamers and that type of thing, which is really cool. Because obviously, if this picks up, um, different streamers will... Uh, find various forms of celebrity from within this platform and uh from that you know you can collaborate with them and then cross promote to their audience and they can cross promote to yours i mean that's a really really cool way of doing it and uh yeah that's that's i mean the opportunity is definitely within it so my ultimate thing about the whole thing in the end of it like if my, my bottom line about this platform is it a good idea i think it is i mean i think that you should at least give it a shot and i think if you're going to don't hesitate get on it early and start building an audience while they're giving away all that uh you know th it'll work in your favor if you're an early adopter okay you don't want to give it two months and wait to see if it's actually good and then jump on it because everyone's going to do that and you know you'll miss out on the the striking while the iron's hot so to speak um so yeah go in early use it to your advantage give it a go and just find a way to bring people for what they want which is to watch a live twitch streamer that's engaging and friendly and wants to build a community with people and that type of thing go for that reason and then on the other hand when uh once you've got their attention, you just swing them slightly. You just move them slightly across and you just say to them, uh, also, I've got live music. If you like this, then you should come hang out. Uh, you know, I've got live music here. And then start, you know, for every four live streams you do of this Twitch Sings, you might throw up one where you go into the IRL section of Twitch and you just chat to people. So you don't even go on to sing. You're just hanging out with them and get, letting them know stuff and talk about your recording process and what you got up to and when your new album's out and like let them know that you're more than just a karaoke singer and uh, find a way to move them over. Now, obviously, once you start increasing your community outside of, um, you know, from this Twitch Sings thing, you can then start bringing in more IRL streams and eventually you could go 50-50 and people wouldn't care if eventually, right? If they like you for who you are as a person, they'll want to see that. I mean, obviously I forgot to say, but that would be the best idea too, is to throw in streams where you aren't playing Twitch sings, but you go in just to play original music You say, Hey, you, you know, you've, you've been watching me for, you know, for a while now doing the karaoke stuff. I'm just going to be playing my own music tonight and see what you think. And yeah, I mean, sure. There might be some people that don't watch your stream. They might click out going, Oh, I like watching the karaoke streams. I'm not really here for original music for their own reasons, but you're going to have people that stick around and go, no, I like this person. And I want to hear what they have to say and what they have to do. And any fan you capture from that, say if you have a thousand people that are watching your stream at that point and 600 or 700 stay around uh, to watch you do your original music. That's 600 or 700 fans you didn't have if you didn't give this platform a go. So definitely use this for your advantage. Always be thinking about how new platforms can work for you. Provide people with what they're looking for and wrap your music up in a package that suits that description. Okay, don't just force your music down their throat or they'll click out because they're not there to see original music. If Twitch launched a thing saying it's a brand new original music platform, that would be, you know, you wouldn't have to change much. But obviously if it's karaoke style, if you're going in there singing other people's songs, go in there and do it. But when you've captured that attention, like once you've like got their attention, once you've got them watching, once you once once eyes once eyes are on you, once eyes are on you, sorry, take them 
uh, and point them into a new direction and say, this is where you need to go. This is what you need to do. And this is how you find out more about me. And that is how you're going to grow your audience. Always be leveraging opportunities like this. And uh, even if it may seem uh, a little forced at first. All right. Have a great week. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. I'm sorry this episode's a little bit late. Uh, you know, this has been a lot of stuff going on. I really need to work on my, um, what's it called? Uh, multitasking. I, I've been so, I think because I've told myself for so long now that the book has been done, every time I finish a draft, I'm like, done. But the truth is, is that I realize that things need to be changed and I, I really just want to get things right for you. So uh, just to make sure that when you get it in your hands, that you're going to absolutely love it. Now, I've got a couple of people in my inner circle reading it at the moment. They've been reading uh, the updated versions and uh, letting me know what they think as we've been going through. And the response I've gotten back is overwhelmingly positive to say the least, which I'm really, really excited about hearing that it's like, a cheat codes of the music industry and it's like life-changing and that it feels like they have the answers to success someone said um they just feel guilty that other people can't read it yet but it will be coming soon and it will be in your hands soon i can't wait for you to read it um it, it looks great too. I've got the test print here. That's what I keep looking at over there. It just makes me think about it when I'm, when I'm talking about it. But anyway, that's been coming. I've been uh, working hard at work finishing that and I missed an episode of the podcast. But we're getting back to it. I hope to be upping my production uh, of the podcast to be releasing not more than one a week, hopefully. Um, but, you know, at the moment, I'll be back to doing just one a week. But, uh, you know, hopefully my intentions are to do two a week. But we'll see how that goes. Anyway, speaking of weeks, I hope you have a fantastic one. And I will... Uh, I guess i'll just see you in the next episode so enjoy yourself be safe go eat your favorite food for dinner and i will talk to you soon